The Feedback Loop Proof I have a Greek professor friend named Panos who has helped me self-reflect on my work. One day at lunch he asked, So, you can give people advice from their guides, but how do you know if it's helpful? Is there a kind of feedback loop? I thought about how much my guides have assisted me in living a saner life, so I had plenty of personal evidence. Only a few clients report back, but here are some stories that I do know the endings to. People sought me out and told me, not because I asked them to, just spontaneously. The Feedback Loop Number 1. Long-Term Confirmations Lainey came by the guesthouse, and she said, I sent my friend to you a while ago, Alfredo. I want to know what you told him. I replied, no, I can't tell you that, because first of all, I'm not going to remember, and secondly, it's only his business. She responded, well, I have to tell you, he's dead. I was blown away. I checked in with my own guides to see if it would be ethical for me to discuss the case, and they said to go ahead. They brought the whole scene of Alfredo's reading back for me. Alfredo had been a very sweet client. I had enjoyed speaking with him and giving him his messages. Lainey wanted to know, did they say anything about his health? Alfredo's guides had warned him that his lifestyle was out of control and that he was burning the candle at both ends. In the extreme, like five candles at once, he should slow down and focus. I remember Alfredo had listened, but distractedly, reaching for his cell phone and putting it away. Lainey said he suffered a heart attack, though he wasn't even 40. Here's another story with a far stranger ending. Prisca asked, how can I protect my new house? She was told not to put up the spike fencing everyone uses, but rather to put in a cactus bush all the way around the perimeter of a wall surrounding her house. The cactus would be too prickly and no one could climb over the wall. Prisca found me later and reported, Two weeks after I went ahead and put up the spike fence, thinking cactus was too much trouble, a friend of mine staying at my house forgot his keys and climbed over the fence and caught his pinky finger on the spike and it got cut off. Of course I was horrified, yet she had been warned. I just never would have guessed that it would have turned out that way. It struck me how specific the guide's advice had been. They knew what the possibilities were. It's true that nothing in the future is written in stone. Nothing is guaranteed. But from Prisca's story, I saw how clear and helpful their advice had been. Case. I don't know the final end to this next story, but I know the first two chapters. A woman I'll call Shakira came in with a well-prepared list. She came to the middle of her list and asked something like, how can I start my own small business? The guides answer, you should ask your brother to help you. She stopped, put the pencil down, and said, that's what you told me on the radio. Oh, what are you talking about? Shakira said, I phoned in to Kaya FM two weeks ago. When you said that same thing, I told you on air that I don't have a brother. Sitting in my office, we both looked at each other and agreed that was pretty weird. So we went off her prepared list and asked her guides more about this brother since she'd heard this message twice. She heard that the brother belonged to her father but not her mother. Since her dad had passed away, Shakira resolved to follow up with her father's family to find out if he'd had any children with another woman. When Shakira came in, I had no idea that she was the woman from the radio. I didn't recognize the voice. 
Hearing the same message twice gave her the proof and the imperative to seek out that brother. Case. Abraham bounced in for his appointment. At the table, his leg jumped up and down with nervousness. Abraham said, I don't know whether I should continue with this relationship that I've just begun because the woman is older than I am. A big M flashed on the table in front of me. I interrupted, does her name begin with an M? Yes, that gave him enough confidence to go on and believe the answers that were coming. Ibrahim was then told, she has tremendous love for you. She would encourage you in your projects and you are a good match. However, you are not using the language of love that she needs, which is the language of time. He squinted at that, so they gave him an example. She comes in and talks to you while you are on the internet, and you get quite gruff with her. He laughed, and then he rubbed his face in embarrassment. That's true. The guides then told him that he was to cancel his internet subscription at home and only use internet from the workplace. He was supposed to rent a separate office space away from the house. He looked askance at this and said, but I love being on the internet at home. I found out later that they did get married and that they are happy. Case. A lawyer named Natalie said that she was unhappy at her work. The guides told her to get her hair done and put bright red streaks in it and then go interview at a well-known conference center. The guides told her to go get her hair done and put bright red streaks in it and then go interview at a well-known conference center and events venue. Natalie didn't know what to make of that advice, saying, that's a lot lower than what I've been trained to do. Her guides responded that she wasn't just unhappy at her work, she was being sexually harassed. She blushed and said, I thought that was maybe my fault. They assured her that she was in the right and that she would regain her self-esteem by working on contracts in the head office of the new conference center. Natalie had her hair colored and applied at that place. She got the job in a heartbeat. About a year later, an acquaintance of hers reported that she was happy. It wasn't flawless, it was still a job, but escaping that bad supervisor had made a big difference. The other long-term follow-up stories I've heard are, clients have found the jobs that they wanted, I have received happy emails, clients have married the person they asked about when they were given positive signals, I've attended the weddings, clients have been able to fall pregnant when they were having fertility problems, and I have met the babies. The feedback loop number two, immediate confirmations. Immediate confirmations occur all day long. A symptom will be given, you have a pain in your left ear, and the person claps his hand to his ear and says, yes, I've had it for the past three weeks. Other immediate confirmations involve specific dates and facts, which the client recognizes right away. Confirmations serve as proof that the invisible world exists and is benevolent and supportive. Case. I had an itching sensation on my left shoulder. I scratched it as I was translating an answer to a question on Muzi's list. Then the itch got to be so strong that I interrupted the client. Okay, Muzi, I'm getting a definite signal here. We have to talk about this. I'm putting my finger right here on my left shoulder where there's a terrible itch. Muzi looked confused. My left shoulder, it doesn't hurt or anything. Just then I got the feeling that the problem was on the skin, on the surface, like a rash. Look, you're wearing a long-sleeved t-shirt. Would you mind rolling up the sleeve? He rolled it up, and lo and behold, he had a tattoo right there. Well, now we had something to talk about. 
Muzi sat there, slack-jawed. It's proof that someone else was communicating to him, not me. I was surprised, too, to tell you the truth. I didn't know what it was going to be. It could have been a freckle in the shape of a heart, a mole that needed to be removed, a scar from an accident. The guides don't show me the whole movie in advance. They just work clip by clip. Maybe it's so I don't get bored or don't presume. I'm also thinking they keep me guessing to remind me to remain humble. Case. Solomon asked a host of questions about his business and received detailed guidance about product development, marketing, partners, naming, and international distribution. He ate it up as if it were salad and steak. I noticed that he wasn't asking anything about his spiritual life. We came all the way to the end of his questions without a single query like, should I go to church? Usually we can't go off the list. I can't invent questions for the person even if I perceive there's a gap. Even if, for example, the client has forgotten to address a whole topic such as love life. That's still his responsibility. Yet, in Solomon's case, I felt the guides wanted to tell him something else. I said that out loud, and I sat there trying to discern which area it was in when he got the idea. He looked at me for a second. I want to know who my guardian angel is. The name came to me in a flash. It's St. Nicholas! I was about to explain further, not the St. Nicholas as in Santa Claus, but the real saint when he raised his arm in the air and shouted, Right! I sat back smiling at him, waiting for his next words, like, how did he know who his guardian angel was? And they came quickly. I have a gold medallion of St. Nicholas hanging from my rearview mirror in my car, the old-fashioned saint from Europe, not Santa. You can come and see it in my car if you'd like. We thanked St. Nicholas for his help and we thanked this man's saints and angels and guides, and everyone who came to assist. We thanked God. The information had been solid and nutritious all the way through. That confirmation at the end was the dessert. Case. A client named Shanti with high arching eyebrows and big eyes arrived. A painting of innocence and a name that means peace. But she was disturbed because of her relationship with her husband. That was the main thrust of her questions. While I was relaying her guides, answers, and suggestions, I looked at her hands folded in her lap. I stopped speaking. I saw the image of a waterfall pouring over her hands. Where was that coming from? A torrent of water poured onto her hands. And as I watched her, one of her eyebrows twitched, as if she couldn't control it. She really was tense. Underneath this fairly placid face, how tightly she was holding everything together. I saw the water again. She was washing her hands. She was someone who couldn't stop herself from washing her hands many times during the day. An obsessive-compulsive disorder. I interrupted Shanti's questions and shared that message, asking gently, Do you wash your hands frequently during the day? Her tears overflowed like her own personal waterfall. She sobbed, Nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. I've kept that hidden from everybody. I felt so much empathy for her. I wanted to let her move in, but I said only, well, your angels know, and they want to help you. Case. Rafilway asked, how many children should I have? She was given the answer, you are able to have one child, and that's what's recommended. Well, she was disappointed because she had come from a larger family and thought lots of kids was the right way forward. Other information came through. There was neglect in your upbringing. It would be better if you could focus on just one child and give that child all the love he would need. Rafilway still looked disappointed 
and so we were told to pick up my diary from the desk and to have her open it to one page and put her finger down. This is sometimes called bibliomancy, when you open a book with a specific question in your mind and then receive the word that appears under your finger. She didn't know that my calendar runs from August to August, so when she opened it up to the middle, her finger landed on the 1st of January, 1-1. She nodded and then took the one-child message seriously. Case. Carrie was asking how to move her relationship with her boyfriend toward marriage. Her guides came through, yes, it's a good idea. Ask him out to dinner and say, I'm ready to get married. Carrie replied, I'm a bit shy to do that, but we do communicate well, and he will listen. Then I heard more information. They're giving you a specific date. It's in about two months' time, the 16th of May. Carrie sat back and her mouth dropped open. Did they tell you why it's the 16th of May? No, that's all I'm getting. Well, I know why they picked that date. It's not only my birthday, it's also his. We share a birthday. Case. Sometimes an immediate confirmation comes in from left field. That's to say, I don't understand it, but I just go with the flow. When an image comes to me and I share it with the client and they don't identify it right away, it sometimes makes sense a few minutes later. Here's an example. I get a strong message that you are not supposed to eat gingerbread anymore. The client, Joanne, responded quickly, But I never have gingerbread. I said somewhat doubtfully, Could it be carrot cake? I'm feeling quite sick to my stomach and this is serious. You are not supposed to have this stuff. She insisted that she hadn't touched gingerbread or carrot cake for months. She was staring at me, waiting for more information. I described exactly what I was seeing. A small, dark brown loaf covered with something black and sticky that looks like molasses. Oh, said Joanne. She made a gentle fist and knocked it against her lips. Now I know exactly what they're showing you. Rye bread with marmite. I have it every day. We both laughed ruefully because it was obviously time for a change in her diet. What this example also shows is that Joanne is the expert on her own life. I can't know more about her than she knows about herself. I'm just her translator, walking with her hand in hand into a country where I speak the language. I don't know why the locals are telling her X or Y. Case. Sometimes a person receives advice from his or her guides, which runs contrary to what I would have advised as Shannon. I regard this as strong proof of their presence in our lives. Giorgio asked, how can I help my brother without sharing background information? The answer came through, You've got to play act that you don't believe that he can get up and do what needs to be done. You've got to say, forget it, give up, you can't get out of this. Then I checked in with Giorgio. Do you think you can do this? He laughed. First of all, my brother is an actor and always has been. So play acting will work with him. Secondly, he's in a wheelchair and he lost the use of his legs in an accident. We've all been encouraging him to learn how to walk again, saying, you can do it, you can do it, because there is a chance, but he's not doing his physiotherapy or his exercises, so I think this is good advice. It's reverse psychology. To me, it sounded difficult to accomplish and too harsh, not the advice I would have given, which in the long run is fine, isn't it? They don't ask the translators at the United Nations how to resolve the conflict in the Middle East. Case. When the angels give me information, I don't know whether it's literal or metaphorical. 
Like many entrepreneurial South Africans, Pumalele wanted to know whether to quit her job and open a small business. The answer was no, she shouldn't quit. It's as if you're working for a bus company. Your cargo is precious, and you have to move it from one place to another, and that's important. Stay and make the system better before you go. Finished with that message, I asked, Okay, did that make sense to you? She said, Yes, I work for the bus company. <laughs> I laughed. I would thought it was a metaphor. Case. James called into the radio station and asked about his relationship. The guide's answer was brief. This is already over, but there's information about another topic. The water in your house is too acidic and you need to get a filter. He replied, Yes, that's what I thought about the relationship, thanks. And you're right about the water. We had it tested last week. Case. Sally was a blue-eyed, blonde woman who looked like a Norwegian goddess. She asked a good number of questions about her work, her family, and her creative life. She received information that made sense to her, such as taking a painting class, she had just signed up for one, and that her next-door neighbor was a potential friend. She agreed. Nothing seemed too startling until we came to the end and she asked a question, what is my best spiritual path? The answer was, you're Jewish. She looked at me and said, that's what my angels are saying? I'm Jewish? I nodded and she wiped her eyes. My mother was born Jewish, but left Europe during the war and married a Christian in South Africa and the traditions have been lost. Her guides advised her to study Hebrew. This information seemed to touch her more than anything else she heard in the session. Case. Chantal asked about her relationship, but first her health had to be addressed. Her guides told her she wasn't sleeping well, that she needed to take mineral supplements, and she had to increase her meat intake. She agreed to do these things, and then they went on. Because we need you to get stronger, so you can leave this man, because he has been pushing you around. She looked up from taking notes and blinked. They actually said that? I nodded. She rolled up her sleeve and showed me a bruise on her arm. He did that two days ago. I sighed, and I reached out to hold her hand. She asked where she could go and what she could do, and her guide said, You're not earning enough money, but there's a clinic about three blocks down from your place, and you should go there to ask if you can be their office manager, because you're okay with bookkeeping. She said she could picture the clinic, and she would try to go there. Case. Kanye, wearing a bright red designer suit, came in with an older woman, precious, in a baggy yellow jacket over a wide denim skirt. They had the 11 and 12 o'clock appointments. I asked Kanye to take a seat in the waiting room, and I led Precious into the consulting room. Kanye and I said the opening prayer, and I felt compelled to emphasize the instructions, please stick strictly to your list and don't add any information. Just as we were about to start, a sick wave of paranoia came over me. I felt as if the walls had ears and everyone in the building could hear us. I put my finger to my lips, and I took the CD player down from the shelf and aimed it at the door. I tuned it to a jazz station and put the volume up to five. Then I sat back down and said to Kanye, Can you still hear me? She nodded, and we began our session. My first statement was, That's your mother, right? She nodded. Your guides say she is paranoid and that you shouldn't believe what she's saying. Kanye passed her hands over her eyes and rocked backwards and forwards with relief. Shannon, that was my first question. Can I believe my mother? We carried on through the list, 
Many of the questions had to do with her mother's health and well-being, but some had to do with Kanyi's own work and relationship. By the time we finished, her smile looked natural rather than forced. Then Precious, the mother, came in. I turned off the radio. It wasn't necessary anymore. She hadn't even sat down when she said, They're putting poison in my food, you know. I said, Your angels are telling me your food is okay to eat. She said, Even at the supermarket, they open the tins and put poison in it, and then they reseal it. I took a deep breath. How long could I have a conversation with this lady? What was possible for me to accomplish if she wouldn't listen to the messages I had from her guides? I meditated and sent her love. She talked on. I sent warm energy toward her third and fourth chakras, as I felt those were the places she needed it. After five minutes, she got bored with her monologue and asked questions, but wouldn't listen to the answers. She just argued back. I had to escort her out, even though she didn't want to go. I handed her over to her daughter and wished them both good luck. Case. A woman named Beatrice declared she was head over heels in love with her boyfriend, to the extent that she felt she couldn't breathe. Is this normal, she asked? Should she indeed express that much love for him, or would it drive him away? Her guide said, In your case, go ahead and show all the love you have. Even if he doesn't respond equally, he is appreciating it. The next item sounded so strange to me, I reminded Beatrice that I wasn't holding anything back, and I continued with the message, You could even knit him a jersey out of your own hair. She reached into her bag and pulled out a sweater she was knitting for him. It was made of wool. Don't be alarmed. Case. A man named Peter asked about his daughter, but the guides hurried him through that answer. They wanted him to concentrate on his work. He didn't tell me what he did. He just asked for general advice. They said he would be going to Australia and that he should contact the Aboriginal people there and go on a vision quest where you stay out overnight and meditate in nature. Back in South Africa, they gave him ideas to write, to contact certain organizations, to take on specific political causes. He took notes and asked follow-up questions. At the end, he volunteered to me that the guides were describing his life's work. I said, it's nice to know they know who you are. Case. Nikki, racked with morning sickness, asked about the health of her unborn child, and the guides said the baby would be a healthy girl. I have the picture of a toddler with curly, carrot-red hair running and laughing. Two years later, I met the woman and her husband on the street. Nikki brought up our session. The child they were holding had fiery red hair that fell in soft curls around her head. It was such a pleasure to see the guide's words made manifest. I was also happy for Nikki since she had had such a difficult pregnancy. Case. Gugu asked about her career. I was told right away that she was highly creative. I passed on the information that she was to develop several facets of her career and that she could be successful in all of them. I asked, is your business's color orange? Gugu pulled an orange business card out of her bag. Great, keep that color. Now think of the three clients you work most closely with. One is in town, one is near Santon, and one is far away, as in another province. She jotted them down and matched them with the clients, nodding like mad. 
take the one in town and find out who their competition is and then pitch to three of their competitors. Their competitors are different and there won't be a problem. You can find different angles to work with them on other projects. You're thinking of founding a magazine? Google looked up wide-eyed. Well, it's not the right time and your advertisers aren't ready, but you yourself can write articles for magazines and here's a short list. But you want to set up a magazine because it would be fun and your guides are telling you it would not be fun for you. You'd feel as if you were selling adverts in the Yellow Pages directory. She was rocking from left to right, laughing, trying to take notes, but saying at the same time, yes, yes, yes. Some of the ideas that come through are so innovative, I can't wait to see them on the market. I don't keep track of the inventions, industrial products, film ideas, foods, songs, books, agricultural crops, furniture designs, and medical devices that the guides tell people to bring to fruition. I do know that South Africans can follow through on the advice the guides are giving them, and that this is a fairly free environment in which to launch new ideas. I'm grateful to the guides, and I'm thrilled to be part of the process. The feedback loop number three, names. As a spirit guide interpreter, I'm trying to improve my ability to hear names accurately. There are millions of names in the world. It's hard to pull a name out of the air, to hear a specific name, and to communicate a name within a message, but it's terrifically effective if the name does match. At this point, I can often get the first consonant or the first syllable. For Shannon Walbrand, I'd hear something like Sandra because of the S at the beginning, the A sound, and then the N. For Walbrand, well, I might not be able to hear such a unique name, so I'd say Walnut or Wall. Thus, the client has to think laterally. Case. The guides told Alpha, One of your supervisors is not perceiving that you're doing a good job, and therefore you have to make more contact with this person. Now let's describe him. He's a man, he's shorter than you, stocky, thick in the middle, not skinny, and you've noticed that his ears stick out of his head. Now, does this make sense to you? Alpha agreed, but she just wanted to make sure that they were talking about the right person. Do the guides give a name for him? I was told to ask, list the names of the bosses, and I'll be able to pick out the one we're referring to. She named them Vuyi, Sdembiso, Marcus, and Ryan and a name leaped out of the list, so I said, it's definitely Marcus. She confirmed, yes, that matches the description. Case. Kosi was worried because her child was failing in school. Kosi's guides told her, this child is not an academic kid, but rather a democratic kid who can get along well with everybody. Even though his marks won't be that good, he can continue with his education for a while and then go into business. He's clever, and he'll be able to hire people well, and he can open a factory, that kind of thing. Kosi said, no, my son is ready to leave high school. I want him to go on to tertiary education and not just work. The guides replied, please don't push this kid in this direction. Please get him to set up his own business. They gave specific directions as to what business would do well. She was nodding, but it was not what she wanted to hear. Then the guide said, you need more reassurance that he'll be fine. Look at the child's name. She told me, his name means he will be happy. I smiled at her and offered her that evidence as a confirmation that he would indeed be happy with this plan. Case. 
In a similar encounter, a woman had been given complex information about her health, a complete diet, foods to avoid, things to do, exercises, etc. She raised her hand to get me to stop talking. The guides waited, and then they said, Don't worry, you will be supported. This is a step-by-step process. You don't have to do everything today. You will go forward and get healthier and healthier if you follow these instructions. She took a deep breath, and then I heard the message that we were supposed to end the session by looking at her name. I had her name in front of me, but it was an African name whose definition I didn't know. She said, yes, my name means remember. Case. Another mother was told to save her money and send her son to an international boarding school. He was going to meet people from all over the world and do good. She said, that's what his name means, peacemaker. Names are important, and it matters what we call ourselves or get called by others. We don't realize how often we hear our own name and how much resonance it has. Case. A woman in her mid-30s asked about the relationship with her husband. I described it to her in terms that she didn't agree with. I said, your husband and your husband's family have too much power over you. What your angels are saying is that you have to take back your strength, stand your ground, state your opinions, carve out more space for yourself in that family unit. She looked reluctant, and she kind of hemmed and hawed. She was willing to take the back seat and not use her power, but that was not serving her highest good. The guide suggested, Okay, in order to prove to you that you're not in power in this family, we're going to look at the nickname they give you. What is the name they call you all the time? She said, No, no, they just use my regular name. But I was supposed to dig, and so I asked, Apart from that, what else do they call you? Oh, they call me Baby. Now whether she took that advice seriously or not, we'll never know. But at least she heard the message and could decide for herself what kinds of changes to make in that family's dynamics. Case. Nicknames that parents and siblings give children contain power over the kids. One dad was talking about his kids. It came through that he had a four-year-old son. The dad said, he's a rambunctious kid always jumping on the sofa. The dad was told, please nickname your child Superman. The dad raised his eyebrows and said, Yes, this kid refuses to take off his Superman costume and calls himself Superman. The message was, you're supposed to affirm that in your child and say things like, yes, you're my Superman, and Superman, let's go have dinner, because that's the role the child is taking on right now. Case. Since names are almost impossible to get, we have to go with the information that comes through. Sometimes I hear a character name instead of a real name. In speaking to a man, I said, Your girlfriend, I'm going to call her Chantel. And he interrupted me, That's not her name at all. I said, I'm seeing this Chantel as thin, with fine bones, somebody who wears nail polish, who's always clean and well-dressed and kind of classic-looking. He calmed down and sighed, But that's exactly what she looks like. Great, we're on the right person. So, you and Chantel. That name gave me enough of a picture of who she was. Not hearing her exact name didn't bother me too much because also we're protecting the identities of the people who aren't there with us in the reading, and it's not my business to know her real name anyway. It was enough. Case. A pregnant woman asked if she could know the gender of her child. Usually that's not given. The guides say you just have to wait and find out. 
but to my surprise, she was told that she would have a girl. She said yes, that's what the doctor's scans say so far also. And then she asked, does this child's angel have a suggestion for her name? I got a picture of my own extended family, and I said, it's a name that I know from my own family. We're going to try to narrow that down and get close to what it is. The criteria were a one-syllable name, a religious name, you've already thought of this one, and you like it. I asked her to say her short list of names, and when she went through them, she got to Grace, which of course met all of the criteria. And it was a name from my family. I yelled, that's it. The mother clapped her hands because that had been one of her favorite choices. I ran into them at a shopping mall about a year after the child was born. She introduced the child, a graceful little being she was, just shining with ethereal light. Case. Since names are precise and specific, they offer immediate confirmation. One woman said, should I keep the cleaning lady who has been working in my house? And the message I transmitted to her was, yes, she's very clever and trustworthy. You can tell by her English name, which is something like Prudence. The client said, exactly, her English name is Prudence. We both smiled and agreed that Prudence should stay.